I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the files of the AYR, yaoihunters.com. It was an evening of January 1978. Location, Springbrook, within the mountains of the Gold Coast hinterland. A man by the name of David Window drove his friend Scott Pilgrim to his home on Springbrook Road and agreed to meet later. When David arrived back, Scott was gone. He eventually found Scott at the then Springbrook Homestead, one of the only restaurants on the mountain at the time. Four kilometres away from Scott's home and Scott ran the entire way. As it turned out, Shortly after David had dropped Scott at his house, Scott heard a noise outside his window. Upon looking out, he was confronted by a face looking directly back at him. He was two metres or six and a half feet tall, deep-set eyes and ape-like characteristics. Before he knew it, the creature had quickly entered through an open door. Scott grabbed a nearby chair and hurled it in terror, striking it in the leg. The Yowie turned and retreated back into the forest. When both Scott and David returned to the house, they discovered 12-inch, five-toed footprints around the house. But here's the irony. Only two months later, David Window's father, Percy, who was a National Park's ranger at the time, had another close-quarters encounter not far away. In March of 1978, Percy Window, while working at the best of all lookout, heard a strange grunting noise coming from the nearby forest. At the time, what was going through Percy's mind was escape pig. So, he was looking for prints and trotter marks. 
Slowly and surely, Percy crept towards the noise. As he got closer, he looked up. Directly in front of him, only 12 feet away, was something that resembled half man and gorilla, with one arm around the tree, looking at him. He said it was eight feet tall, two and a half metres, covered in black hair, it was muscular, not much of a neck, flat black face and piercing yellow eyes. After a traumatising 10-minute standoff, interestingly, Percy states, it gave off a foul smell that made him vomit before turning and walking further into the bush. From the experiences in January and March of 1978, Scott Pilgrim, David Window and his father Percy Window at the best of all lookout. Let me take you back three months prior and only a few kilometres away to one of Australia's best known and most widely documented Yowie sightings from October 1977. This is Kunjawari, meaning meeting place on high ground in the language of the Yengamba people. Surrounded by cliff escarpments and pristine waterfalls, it's used today by sporting groups, team builders, various workshops, weddings and school camps. It was such on October 22, 1977, when TSS, the Southport School, held a junior high school camp at Kunjiwari with over 30 students and teachers. Among the students at the time was former Queensland National Party Senator Bill O'Chee, who held office from 1990 to 1999. A graduate of Oxford University, he became to be Australia's youngest senator, who gave up a lucrative merchant banking career to be so. Bill had always been an overachiever in every capacity of his life, including academia, mentoring, coaching, sporting, He's without a doubt a man of integral ethics. That upset a few people over his time because he sticks with what he believes is right. In my experience, he's a very friendly, decent and intelligent man. At the camp, the Yowie's first seen at 12.30pm on Saturday the 22nd of October. Further sightings ensued. Then last witnessed again before they left on the 23rd. On the first occasion... 20 students witnessed the Yowie from the hut windows. It was behind the complex on the bushland escarpment side and viewed long enough for them to pass a pair of binoculars to each other a few times over for a more detailed examination. That night, it came back and was heard making extraordinary noises and witnessed tearing up the foliage by the roots. The next morning, a male teacher, Kevin Brooks, and a few students combed the area before they left, despite the caretaker's warnings. The caretaker already had knowledge of the Yowie based on the previous caretaker's sightings. While on the higher ground, Mr Brooks and the students found various signs, while the caretaker and students were watching from the huts, as Bill will explain in the video. But the headline here was, the other students, while viewing from the safety of the camp, so they caught glimpses of the creature not far away from where they were searching at the time. On their way back to TSS on the bus, 
They were told by the junior school headmaster, Peter Rogers, to keep things quiet about the sightings. Again, being a man of principles, Bill stuck to his guns and refused to be denied of what he witnessed that weekend. The story was submitted to the school newspaper, but was heavily censored. On November 17, a few weeks later, frustrated by the cone of silence ordered by the school principal, Bill decided to spill the beans himself and to do it publicly to the Gold Coast Bulletin, claiming the school is embroiled in a cover-up. The TSS masters were always known to rule with a heavy hand, as stated in the media today, also known by people I know who went there, that claim sometimes with an open fly, which is still reported in the media today. In the article, I would surmise that the Gold Coast Bulletin was also heavily edited. Bill states, about 20 of us saw it several times over that weekend. It smashed small saplings like matchsticks. At one stage, it came within 10 metres of our sleeping quarters. and We got a good look at it. It appeared to have no neck. Its head sat squarely on its shoulders. Principal Rogers, of course, responded with, no, 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 this is all incorrect, just imagination of the children's minds. Thus Bill's frustration with the cover-ups, as I could imagine, which made him reach out beyond the school walls. Fast forward to 1993, a young Australian cryptozoology legend, or not so young, Tony Healy turned up with legitimately young Paul Cropper to write a comprehensive bible on Australian cryptids they called Out of the Shadows. It was released in 1995. On a side note, there's also Bunyips and Bigfoots, worth a mention, released in 1997 by Malcolm Smith. Both investigative bloodhounds, Tony Healy and Paul Cropper, dug up the November 1977 Gold Coast Bulletin article. Now Senator Bill O'Chee, an acting Member of Parliament, they knew it would be a hard man to reach and the likelihood of him speaking to them of the 1977 incident would be drawing a long bow. But Tony gave it a go. Here's some brief extracts from Tony's diary. We didn't know what his reaction would be. Many politicians, we suspect, would lie themselves blue in the face rather than be connected to such a story. I wondered if Bill O'Chee would have the guts to stand up for what he said 16 years earlier. He didn't let us down. So basically, being a man of principle, as he is, not only did he stand by his word, but he extrapolated, even providing the contact details of student Craig Jackson, who was there at the time. Among the vivid recollections from Bill... He recalls, It was nothing like we'd ever seen. It was huge. Its whole body, including its flat face, was covered in black or very dark brown hair. It appeared to have no neck, and the head sat squarely on its shoulders. When in contact with Craig Jackson, he noted, It was really like a gorilla, but more like Chewbacca from Star Wars. Jeez, I don't remember hearing that one before. He adds, Its body was much broader and heavier around the shoulders. 
slumped over with its arms below the knees, a few steps here and a few steps there, swaying. This was no joke. Tony Healy and Paul Cropper note, only one week before this interview, Bill and Craig had their class reunion, where they say, just like on previous gatherings in years before, the Yowie event of 1977 was always brought up in conversation. I can bring up the dialogue of this event when it was discovered by members of parliament, where Bill was formally mocked by the opposition and lowball statements were delivered. But it's worthless and pointless. I'd rather focus on a man of integrity, accomplishment, ethics, and a man who stands up to his word. Here's the Animal X interview from the mid-1990s. true that some sightings appear to be the work of hoaxers and charlatans, here in the nation's parliament is a Yowie witness whose motives cannot be questioned. Bill O'Chee is a senator in the Australian parliament. At the age of 13, he was at a school camp in Queensland. From his window of his cabin, Bill was one of the first to see a huge creature. Basically, we saw a Yowie. We didn't know what they were at the time. We saw a sort of hairy, ape-like thing that probably would have stood about eight feet tall. It moved in a sort of slightly crab-like fashion. And we observed it for probably about half an hour. We went up afterwards, we saw where it had been lying down in the grass. The impression of the animal was very clear in the grass. We followed it up to the tree line where it had disappeared. I didn't go in, but it was obvious that there was a trail of destruction where it had gone, broken branches and so on. But they lost the track in there, the teachers and boys lost the track. I was one of two or three boys sitting at the edge of the tree line, looking back down the hill, and it apparently reappeared behind us, but we couldn't see it. That night, there was a lot of noise very late in the night, and when we woke up the next day, we found huge shrubs had been ripped out by the roots, thrown around the surrounding paddock, and that there were very large footprints in the soil. Now, I'm a fairly strong fellow, and there's no way even today I could have ripped plants that size out by my bare hands. So whatever it is, is immensely powerful. But the sightings that he and his classmates experienced are still not enough evidence for some. You can't say that people didn't see something, but unless they have photographs, and funny, with all the cameras in the country, nobody's produced a good photograph. And the only bit of film I've seen of the North American man looks suspiciously like a man in a gorilla suit (laughs) ambling along. So... I'm not saying that people didn't see things, but in the half-light or in the bush or that, and maybe susceptible kids, uh, you know, you can get your imagination worked up, and once one person suggests it, the rest begin to think that they maybe even believe that they've seen it. No, it wasn't mass hysteria, because we didn't know what these things were. There was physical evidence, and importantly, there were masters there as well. When we came back, we were told that we weren't allowed to talk about it. The masters didn't want the word getting out, but they'd seen the evidence as we had. 
1976 to 1978 was the catalyst for Springbrook being renowned for Yowie sightings in terms of media attention. Although you may have heard the Lamington National Park audio report, where Bernard O'Reilly penned the first known hinterland documentation in 1942. Thanks for watching. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.